God is the only one we can, by faith, rely on to be always faithful. Instead of placing faith in our own resourcefulness, God invites us to trust in His unending resources. Welcome and thank you for joining us today for the Bread of Life. Our desire is to build you up in that faith that will trust God for everything. Now here's our Bible teacher, Joel Van Hoogen. After Elijah pronounced God's judgment on Israel in the form of a drought, God then hid Elijah away from the people during that drought. God had warned them, they had disobeyed, and God keeps his word. He judges those who defy that word because he said he would. But the greatest judgment wasn't the drought of God's rain on the land. The greatest judgment was the drought of God's word kept from the people. And God does not speak to you. It's the worst kind of judgment. God's silence is the greatest judgment. Uh, I've seen this happen a number of times with our children, with other children, with our grandchildren. One of the grandchildren will come into the room and they're crying inconsolably. And then you, you, you finally get their attention and ask them why they're crying. And they'll tell you that their, their brother or their sister won't talk to them. Giving them the silent treatment. We've been made for communication. We've been made to feed off the words of other individuals. And when it doesn't come, it's devastating. Devastating that little boy or that little girl. And Man, you know what it's like. I don't know what we said, what we did, but on those occasions when our, wife go, our wives go silent, it's not a good day. It's not a, a good week. I once... I once wrote a poem which was totally insincere. I was just meaning to be funny. It's, uh, you know, honey, when you talk so quietly that I can't hear you, I like that. It was one of the lines of my poem. But um, it's not the truth. If she stops talking, if she stops speaking, life begins to become miserable. It becomes to become untenable. What do you do when God stops talking to you? When God stops speaking... The very one whose words brought creative, brought everything to existence, whose words are life themselves. When God spoke into the void of our spiritual darkness, the name of the Lord Jesus as our Savior, when He spoke and He revealed our sin, and when we confessed that sin to Him, and His response in our confession was to reveal to us His salvation and bring us to us the life that came through Jesus Christ alone. Uh, the one whom the Bible says of Jesus was the word of God. And his word came into us and life came into us and light and eternal life. And life begins with God speaking. Death comes when God is silent. When God doesn't speak, it reminds us of a day of death waiting for us, an endless void of separation from him. And when God speaks... It speaks of and reminds us of an opportunity to be with him forever and to live in his presence and enjoy an unending communication with the God of all being and all life. And God's silence, God's silence is judgment. You know, sometimes God won't speak, by the way, when there's nothing more to be said. Why is God always silent? Well, it's a judgment, but sometimes there's nothing more to be said. So God is silent for a period of time so that the last word that he said of us is said to us is there resting and waiting for us to react to and respond to. And God in that time is simply listening for our response. What we'll do. And he has nothing more to give us. You know what? 
I don't like empty space. I don't like silence. So my wife and I tend to fill up the void. We, we, we can only last about 15 seconds, and if a person doesn't respond, we start talking again. Maybe you're like that, right? I don't even wait 15 seconds, but you get the idea. God's not like that. He'll let it be silent for a long time because he knows what he's just said to you. And by the way, you usually do too. And he's waiting for your response. And he's waiting for your answer. God ultimately will not keep speaking to those who will not listen. By the way, that's an act of mercy. When we found out that our children, I think parents do this, when you find out your child is not listening to you when you're confronting them in their home and they've done something they shouldn't have done and they're, they're digging a deeper and deeper hole for themselves and as you're telling them what they should do and they don't listen to you, finally what you do is you send them to their rooms. And the reason you send them to the rooms is you don't want to see them compounding their own judgment. You know, it's like, okay, just go away until they can somehow get off of the emotional spin or spiral downward they're on and everything can be quiet for a moment and maybe there the word will get through. And you know, when God stops speaking to us, ultimately he stops speaking to those who he knows will not listen. And there's something merciful about that because he will not compound his judgment upon those individuals. But oh, what a terrible place to be in. If God's not speaking to you, if you're not get God's, hearing God's voice, it's, it can be because God knows the last thing he said to you, and you do too. And he's waiting for you to respond and obey and listen to him. And if you're not going to listen, and he knows you're not going to listen, he's just not going to keep speaking. And it's a judgment. Well, here's the next thing we see here. God keeps his word for a time. That is, he holds back his word for a time when he will once again bless. God keeps his word for a time when he will speak again. And he'll communicate again if you'll turn to him. God hides Elijah to preserve his life for the day when once again Elijah will come forward before all the people and he'll call the people to a national turning to worship God alone. And We'll read the story as we go on further. It'll happen. God will prove himself and demonstrate his power, and all of a sudden the people of Israel will start yelling, the Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. The Lord, he is God. God will be silent for a period of time, bring us under judgment, waiting for the right moment and the right time in which he'll turn to us so that we would turn to him. And he'll speak to us so we'll listen to him. So that he can bring us into a moment of repentance. And he can bring us into mercy and forgiveness and cleansing. God keeps his word to judge. And God keeps his word from people as a judgment. But also God keeps his word for a day of blessing and healing that he would bring to those who turn to him. Listen to Isaiah chapter 30 verses 20 through 23. Isaiah chapter 30 verses 20 through 23. Although the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. And then you will desecrate your idols overlaid with silver and your images covered with gold and you will throw them away like a menstrual cloth and say to them, away with you. He will also send to you at that time rain for the seed you sow in the ground. 
and the food that comes from the land will be rich and plentiful. God is silent in judgment, keeping us from being compounded by that judgment by hearing words that he knows we're not going to obey and listen to. But in God's silent, God is waiting to speak again. God's waiting to speak again. He's waiting to bring the truth and life of his words to you so that you'll throw off all of the different uh, defilement of your own self-will and of your own self-choosing and you'll cast them away from yourself and you'll once again plant in the ground of your own repentance seeds of righteousness and submission and surrender to him that he will bless in order to bring up increasing fruit in your life. That's what God is wanting for Israel here. Because God keeps his word to bless and to judge. That's, God, that's what God wants for you as well. Here's the possibility. Listen and obey God and so live in his blessing. If judgment is falling on others because they don't listen to God, be the difference around them. You be the one who's listening to God. You be the one who's obeying him. You listen. You obey. If God is silent in your own life, it may be because he knows you're not ready to obey and listen. And that silence, if prolonged, is a judgment. And this is how you break the judgment. You tell God you're ready to listen and obey. That's it. God, I'm ready to listen. I'm ready to do whatever you say. You ask him to forgive you for ignoring his word and not seeking it out. And in that moment, he'll end the drought. He'll speak to you again. He wants to pour out and rain his blessing on you. He withholds his words in hope of pouring out that blessing as you once again turn to him and listen and obey. Do this, and he'll not only speak to you, but he'll begin to speak through you with power to others. And your life will have authority. Some years ago, I ended up teaching a, training a bunch of emerging leaders in Thailand, and then after it was over, they sent them to Cambodia to do ministry in Cambodia. One of the teams, they were broke up to go to a number of different places. One of the teams was going to go out to a little village that had been appointed, and that the, the church they were with had been, uh, the Cambodian church they were with had been praying over this little village where there was no gospel witness. And uh, the day that they were to go out to go to this village, it began to rain so heavily that they weren't able to go out. The, the roads were shut down, and it hadn't rained for some time. And the roads were shut down so they couldn't get there. So the next day, they went out to this village. And when they got to the village, uh, because as quickly as the rain had come, the rain stopped the next day, and they were able to go out to this village. And when we got to the village, the people rushed out of the village to ask them this question, what do you have to say to us? What do you have to say to us? I needed an explanation from the people in the village. The explanation was that they had been going through this terrible famine and drought and that they were about ready to lose everything. And someone in the village, as they got together and tried to figure out what was the answer to this, some of the village reported some short while prior to this that they'd had a, a dream. And in their dream, uh, God had poured out or the, the God uh, made all things had opened up the skies and poured rain down upon their village. And then the next day, God sent to them a messenger to listen to the words that God had for the people of that village. And so the promise of the person was, God is going to send rain here, and then after it's over, God is going to send a message to us from himself. And the rain came. And the next day, our team arrived. And the shower of God's word began to pour out upon those people. And there was a great turning to God in that village, and many came to Christ. Which shower do you think was more important to the people in that village? Let's bow our heads.
Your word is life. Your speech is life. When we become absorbed in speaking to ourselves, our affirmations, our expressions, our mantras of self, our world becomes deader and deader and deader because the words of life are not on our lips. They're on yours, O God. And we cannot speak our way out of the ruin that comes when you're silent. So let us be silent now. And let us long that you might be free, perfectly free, to speak your words over our lives, trusting, trusting that we will listen and obey and open up the portals of your blessing upon us to shower upon us once again. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. Let him return to the Lord that he may have compassion on him and to our God for he will abundantly pardon. Thanks for listening in today to The Bread of Life. We're a program of the International Discipleship and Church Planting Ministry, Church Partnership Evangelism, and its Associate Mission Church in Boise, Bread of Life Fellowship. This program looks to you for its support. We invite you to learn more about our work in the community and around the world by going to our website, breadoflifeboise.org. There you'll also find links to the radio broadcast and to full-length sermons. Until the next time, may God bless you.